Welcome to our monthly ThinkUp Talk. This is a discussion of, by, and for the people of ThinkUp. Resources and the guide for everything ThinkUp is at thinkupapp.com. Archives of previous ThinkUp Talks are at thinkuptalk.com. Wednesday, October 12th, this is ThinkUp Talk number 10. Wow, believe it already. And we've got uh, Gina Trapani with us. Gina, hello. Hi, I can't believe it's episode 10. That's crazy. We have a million things to talk about. Let's say hello to Andy Bayo first. Hey, everybody. Okay, Andy. Nice to hear from you. I think um, we missed you last month. Gina, uh, one of the big pieces of news, let's see, the two foremost in my mind would be the uh, the fact that there was just a new release, like, what, two days ago, about uh, 16? Yes, on Monday morning, two days ago, Beta 16 dropped. And it includes a secret sauce, uh, also based on the Google Plus API called the Google Plus plugin, which uh, I tried, and it works, and we're, oh. most of us are thrilled about that. So glad to hear it works. <laughs> yeah, the Google Plus plugin was it was a really fun uh, plugin to build. We did it. The Google Plus API, Google Plus itself, is pretty new. I think it came out mm-hmm. a, a month ago, and then they released the API. And you know, we've been kind of heads down, or we, or I, we've been supposed to be heads down on getting ThinkUp's 1.0 release ready. But Google Plus API was just. It was so irresistible, and the network's been been growing so quickly, and it's really fun. I enjoy Google Plus a lot, and one of my goals is kind of grow out ThinkUp's plugin architecture so that we can easily create plugins for new networks, and the Google Plus API is kind of the, the best kind of state of the art right now. So I was like, all right, let's see. Let's put ThinkUp to the test and see if it can handle um, you know, a, a new, new network like Google Plus. So we got together for a weekend, a bunch of folks in IRC, maybe I think two days after the API got <clears throat> excuse me announced. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. And um, the the and the plugin, yeah, it, it works. It's not there's still work to be done on it. And in fact, I'm going to post a link in IRC to some of the the open Google Plus issues. If you look at ThinkUp's issue tracker, they're they're labeled actually Google Plus. There's certain wonky things about it. You know, re, uh, re, if you reshare a post, it's not displayed in ThinkUp quite quite as well as we'd like. And right now, it only gets your last 25 public posts, and it doesn't get comments yet, which are now available through the API. But my goal was with the, with the beta 16 release was to get it out into users' hands, make sure that our authorization was working and that kind of we had the basics down and uh, expert labs is now running which we'll talk about in a little bit we're, we're doing some uh, running some stats on on current think up usage and it looks like we've got over 60 Google Plus accounts uh, successfully off in ThinkUp, which is which I'm really happy about so so all signs point toward the, the it's working which I'm really happy about uh, I was doing a little bit of research in the process of um, spreading the word about this release and it seems like, as to the best of my ability, to the best I can tell, that uh, ThinkUp is now the only free tool that lets you uh, archive all three of the, those major networks, Twitter, Facebook, okay. and, and Google+. And it might even be uh, the only uh, service, the only tool that lets you uh, do that, paid, paid or not. And I, I haven't been able to, uh, to find another one. Sounds right. I haven't heard anything. Which is pretty awesome. There are... Um it's, the the API itself is pretty limited. I mean, there have been a lot of test pages that people have written, and I've, I've gone and looked at it. Uh, what was funny, though, is that it does seem to come – it returns keywords or something like that, which I didn't expect. In other words, without any programming at all, doesn't it do some kind of a uh, uh, a dictionary of, of terms you've used a lot? 
Not in yeah. ThinkUp yet, but I mean, the API itself doesn't it do something like that? I, you know, I actually I hadn't seen that. I know that it that it that there's a search uh, component, there's a search API, but I actually hadn't seen. It. You're saying they do like a most recently used charms? Absolutely. Uh, I suppose in preparation of a cloud, uh, uh, a tag cloud or something. But um, there's a well, you know, I should have looked this up before. It's there's a page that uh, probably within 24 hours of the plug of the API being published. Um, I think I think it's Mohammed Mosri. It's not Mosri, but it's that's close to it. Uh, who's done a lot of Chrome plugins? Did this page, and I'll be darned if I can't. Uh, I can't think of it right now. I'm looking in IRC to see if anybody had, has found it. But at I, any rate, yeah, the addictive new word usage frequency tool. Point is that in his um, in sure his page, it. you just go to the page and it just kind of spit it all out without trying to format it. But what it did do is. It grouped stuff like if you post stuff with a lot of like the word France, which I've did. Um, mm-hmm. Suddenly, there's this big column of stuff that you said about France. It's it's extremely cool, and I'm sure that that was uh, innate in uh, built into the plugin to the API. Sorry. Oh, cool. We're definitely gonna have to look into that because that's something that we'll we'd love to use and think up. So besides the plug- I'm sorry, besides the plugin though, there's lots of other new stuff that we can talk about, and um, it looks to me like I'm not sure. I've got so many installations running myself. I'm not sure which one is on which version, but I believe that there's been some changes to the graphics uh, in the analysis as well this time. Yes, that or was that already fifteen. Yeah, actually, no, there was a change in beta 16 on the dashboard, which uh, the front page dashboard, which actually Andy redesigned the Mm -hmm. recent activity chart. Before, it was a bar chart, a vertical bar chart that showed uh, likes and retweets and replies, depending on what network you were looking at. So if you're looking at Twitter, it would show replies and retweets. And if you're looking at Facebook, it was looking at comments and likes. And it would it would chart those on a per post basis. But the but the the X axis was a date. Uh, and the date was was really supposed to show you what post it was, but if you posted more, on, you know, uh, several times on one day, it wasn't really clear what post it was. Uh, so we, so Andy actually redesigned that chart. Maybe Andy, you could describe the changes. Yeah, yeah, it definitely it just made it too too hard to tell what you were looking at, and uh, and and in addition to that, it also. Um, if it was uh, if it was a reply, often often you would just end up with uh, if you were a very active replier, there would just be spaces because there would be no uh, retweet or reply activity on uh, on particular messages that you posted. Mm-hmm. So uh, so instead, what we uh, what we did was was shift the orientation. So so instead of uh, uh, displaying the bars. Um, uh, vertically, we switched them to uh, to a horizontal layout, and that gave us enough room on uh, on the y-axis to show a a uh, segment of the, the tweet text itself. So so that way, you know, you don't need to try to figure out, oh, I posted this on this date, whatever. It just shows you the the text of a little bit of the text of the tweet to remind you, and then the the uh, the number of, in the case of Twitter, you know, replies or retweets or you know, Facebook. And, Shares and so on. Like yeah, nice improve, nice improvement. I'm looking at that right now, and that's true. That uh, looking at uh, the first part of the tweet helps a lot. You you don't have to wonder what that was, and it wasn't. That is very cool. Very cool. It still needs some work, but it's uh, I, I think it's a big improvement. Yeah, it definitely is. Okay, how's how's the um, reaction been as far as problems? Now I've I've updated two things from from dot fifteen to sixteen so far. Haven't had any problem uh, with either. One was a large installation took forever to update uh, to uh, update the database, but the actual upgrade the actual upgrade of ThinkUp was uh, went without any problem. Have there been a lot yeah. of issues compared to other? Well, one of the things 
one of the things we worked on in this release really hard, actually, and it actually delayed release for, for a few days, was the database migration manager, which we had a lot of problems with in beta 15. Folks had problems where they were updating the database, it would time out midway, and the upgrader wasn't smart enough to know, you know, uh, hey, I failed midway and I should restart, you know, at the point at which I failed. So we actually put a lot of work into making the migrations uh, a little more fail-safe. So we, we actually wound up building in kind of poor man's transaction support. So we, so ThinkUp's database is MySAM. It's not INODB, so we don't have transactions. Uh, so Mark Wilkie, who is in New York and, and who I work with on this, kind of built in, like I said, poor man's tra transaction where we, we have, often we have migrations where we'll create a temporary table and select data from one table into that temporary table and then rename the temp table the original table name, and we do that for performance reasons. I won't get too, too deep into the technical technical issues here, but if if if, it, if the migration fails halfway, you're you're, you're in a bad spot. Um, the, the upgrader has to know, hey, I need to go back to the very beginning and recreate that temp table and start the whole several steps over again. So we have that support now, and um, but it's not perfect because if you've been looking at the mailing list for the couple, last couple of days, I think we had four or five people who had difficulty with the the database uh, upgrade. Um, various, you know, SQL errors, and, and wasn't sure where to go from there. So, so we're so it's not perfect, and um, we we still have some work to do. But we have had over 200 uh, installations successfully upgrade or install beta 16. So we're at less than three percent failure rate. Uh, so that's that's pretty good. I mean, I, I kind of feel like with all the different server environments environments that ThinkUp's going to get installed on, there's no way to anticipate all the problems. Um, we're always going to have you know maybe some some bugs here and there, but the best we can do is kind of learn from them and and uh, and make the make the software a little bit better. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get in touch with those folks who had problems and try to figure out what the flow was. You know, at what point did things fail, and then what did they try next? But our database up upgrader tool did get better uh, in uh, in this last release. Hi, uh, is that Gina who was talking? Yes. Hi. Hi, hi. Sorry to interrupt. Um, this is Nathan Weinberg. I was sort of uh, messaging with you on uh, on G Plus a little bit ago, but um, I actually am sort of a novice at this kind of stuff. But I didn't know if offline there's somebody who might be able to give me a hand to try to get up and running with my web server, or if that anything. Uh, I mean, I I could probably figure most of it out myself, but uh, I have a static IP address and whatnot, and want to try to get this up and running. But I I'm not experienced in this at all. Well, two things, I'll jump in here because uh, nobody else is. Two things you can do is get on IRC, as I mentioned to you on Google+. Plus. Yeah, the free that matter. I was going to say that a lot of people don't do that daily, so that may have been a problem for you, but there is a web interface to get on. That's sort of, sort of a hand-holding thing if you can grab somebody and they're awake. I mean, okay. if they're around, that's what I mean, uh, yeah. then they can work with you live. But otherwise, there's also the mailing list. Are you familiar with that? No, I'm not. So that's a Google group, Gina or some or Andy. Could you um, give the URL for that? Sure. It's, yeah. 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 It's groups.google.com/slash/group/thinkup/app. And actually, I'll post this on IRC right now. The best thing to do, I would say, is to uh, get on the mailing list and say, "Hey, I'm looking for someone to help me out uh, to set up ThinkUp. You know, is is anyone available? And and uh, if someone is, they you know absolutely will. Okay. And you can, the, you can go uh, as far the, as you can. So go. Sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say the uh, the short URL to the to the list is is bitly slash thinkuplist. There you go. I forget that from month to month. I was just going to say, Nathan, if you get as far as you can and then post yeah, when you are on yeah. the mailing list, well, like, I'm for positive, example, positive for example, somebody will answer. Yeah, for example, you sent me you need to install PHP 5.2 or higher, so I went and I got 5.38, which is the 
the latest I could see that wasn't beta. And then in, in trying to do the install, it asked me questions that I'm not sure how to answer, like about the web server setup. Or do you I know, Nathan, choose- I would I would recommend you know if if, if you're not used to uh, if you're not used to setting up a web server, I'd recommend yeah. using the the EC2 launcher, uh, Andy's EC2 launcher, which is just basically. Is an Amazon web server, which is just completely pre-configured. Everything gets installed for you, and ThinkUp gets installed for you, so you don't have to go through through any of this. Okay. Um, yeah, that's I think the best option for folks who who just don't have a lot of experience with um with and configuring web servers. Let me let me post that link in the IRC. Okay. Now. Are you you're posting it all in the IRC? Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm not there yet, but I'll try to get it. If you if you search uh, Google for ThinkUp launcher, it's the number one result. We've got it up and running on the. Uh, on the Expert Labs web server now. So if you if you go to that, should redirect properly. Well, basically, all you do is you you sign up for EC2, and then pop in your um, your EC2 keys into this launcher. And while you're while you're waiting, it shows you progress, and then gives you uh, a complete configured uh, ThinkUp instance running on running on an EC2 micro. Now EC2 EC2 micro instances. Uh, if you're a new EC2 user, it's free for the first year. After right. that, it costs about fourteen dollars or so. Okay. Um, but uh, but yeah, I for I was going to say I'm I'm not on the IRC. Is anyone who can post those links in in G plus somewhere? I, I I don't use IRC normally, so I'd have to figure that part out. <laughs> we can we can follow the thread that you originally saw with the link to all of the links. A link to all okay, of the that, links. Okay, that would be great. Meta link because so uh, otherwise uh, putting all these links on the IRC is not really uh, sure. No, if you're not watching it, it doesn't help you. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll get somebody to do that. Thanks so much. Somebody will probably be me. <laughs> All right. Sorry to hijack your call. <laughs> no problem. No problem. Um, and that is going to be a problem for people uh, if they're not used to setting up web servers. It's not obvious immediately. So right, the well, EC2 it, thing, the Andy's EC2 thing is really the very best solution. It's excellent. It sounds great. So this is this is something that I'm really uh, excited about with um, with this new migration uh, uh, manager because it actually opens the door towards future uh Actually, doing software auto updates. I mean, this is this this helps uh, uh, the process along. I mean, what do you think, Gina? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of, one of my goals is to stop doing releases <laughs> uh, because releases are just they're 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 difficult and they and they're kind of this you know this one time deal and if you make a mistake then you have to reissue and it puts people through a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of work to get their installation updated. So so I think the first step toward that is to first I'd like to start issuing nightly builds so that users can get the latest code without having to pull from Git or wait for a zip release. But the but the holy grail is an auto update system where people install ThinkUp one time, set it, forget it, and then the, the application automatically updates itself. And this, this um, doing that with the source code is actually technically pretty easy. It's the updating the database that's, uh, that's kind of scary. That's kind of something you don't want to do in the background while, while folks aren't watching, and there's a lot of potential problems that could happen there. So this migration upgrade uh, where it can recover from failure and, re- and retry is definitely a big step in that direction. So I'm really looking forward to a time when ThinkUp is a lot like Chrome. You know, you install it, and it just sort of updates itself in the background. You don't have to think about it. That's that's kind of my ideal utopia. And this is a huge uh, flaw right now with the ThinkUp launcher. It's awesome to get to get you up and running, but after that, for every future update, uh, you're basically abandoned. I mean, if you don't, if it's designed, it's intended for people who don't know how to SSH into into a, a Ubuntu Linux server and, and know how to install software from command line, but. Uh, 
but that does mean that you're basically stuck on, on a single version. If you want, if you want to upgrade your version without uh, SSHing into a, to a server using the ThinkUp launcher, what you would have to do is back up a, uh, you know, save a save a backup. Uh, of your database, your ThinkUp database from the web, then uh, basically destroy your ThinkUp instance and create a brand new one. And the brand new one will have the new version and then you can import it. But that's so awkward. And so, you know, address, addressing that would be really, really nice. Yeah, that's been a problem. And Gina, you've spoken of um, the WordPress model before, and it's true that since they went to that model, I mean, and I do know how to install stuff on the SSH, but it's it's just irresistible. Just you just click on something, it goes install automatically. You click on, and it's knock on wood. Someplace I'll find wood. It's uh, worked pretty well so far. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no no one wants to have geez. to update their software manually. You know, no one wants to do that work. So, uh, you know, we want ThinkUp to be a lot less work and more more fun, less work. I think it's improving little by little, and hopefully, for starting with the 1.0, things will be exponentially better. Yes. Any questions from anybody um, about the Google Plus plugin or the one the .16 release that just came out, or anything else general? There's a discussion going on in IRC right now about uh, a problem, so he's got help. That's great. Anyone else? Otherwise, we've got lots of other topics, and one of them, I don't know how we're going to do this on the call, because we probably should have thought of having, uh, pointing to a slide or something. Uh, this is the design, the ThinkUp 2.0 redesign, and I have to say, from my own point of view, I'm just one of those people who says, yeah, it's awesome, it's great, but it's really hard to go through this stuff without having it running, you know, because then you, you can't true. tell the ergonomics much. The screens look beautiful, they're luscious, they're great. Um, but it's hard to tell how that's going to play out in real life. So yeah, it's, I mean, it's hard for us you know. too. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, I, mean, I can we've imagine. Been work, we've been imagine. we've been working with them, and it's still hard for us to to picture. Like we just had a a, a little side discussion about, for example, how uh, how are plugins going to surface them, themselves on uh, you know, if you're doing a visualization plugin? How is that going? Where is that going to surface? surface itself in this in this new UI. And so there's there's all of there's going to be a lot of questions that come up in the process of of implementing this and and almost certainly there will be uh there will be things that will fall short or things that we'll have to rethink. But um but I think this gives us a really great uh launch pad for for making ThinkUp much easier to understand and easier uh, easier to use. And that was the and that was the focus. And obviously it's attractive too in a way that the, the current design uh is the current design is, is uh definitely functional, but this uh this gives it um you know kind of a gloss that uh that I think is will definitely be welcome. I agree. I think the current design's fine. It, it's I mean it's not horrible, that's for sure. It's, no, it's no, not functional. It looks Absolutely. very nice. And it moves around. You can move around quickly, and you can see what you want to see. But yeah, I mean, looking at these at these uh, uh, mockups, they're they're absolutely beautiful. So there's no question it's going to be like top shelf stuff, as we say in the wine business. Uh, I have one comment on this since you were asking for them, and that would be that uh, we've talked about language before, and I know that's not a priority and all that. But it, what would help with the translating this into for, into another language? For customers, for people who would like to see the output in French, would be a templating system. Is that going to happen someday, or in other words, where the graphics are in some kind of a template that could be edited? Uh, I see. Okay. Um, so right. For, so localization 
Well, what, what we'll probably do for localization for, for translations, um, right now we do use a templating system. We use Smarty, and Smarty has support for localization. So what will happen is typically you will have, you know, we'll have one master file of all the copy that that mm-hmm. that appears in the in the in the application, and each 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 bit of copy will have a label, and so then, and then we'll have the English file and the French file and the German file, and then we'll, we'll have people, you know, once we have that set up, which we don't have that set up right now, but once we have that set up, we'll invite folks to come and do the translation. So it won't actually be an HTML file with graphics in it or anything. It'll just be a text file, but it'll we'll be able to map, you know, the, the quickly map the English copy to uh, the other other languages. That's something I, I would love to see. After, yeah, well, I think would spread. Now. Yeah, I think would spread spread the use. I think would uh, grow a lot of uh, the market, if if you will. And also, actually, I think I went in and, and messed with some of the templates. And the problem there that exists is. That you change stuff, but since it's not set up for that, there are grammatical problems that should be obvious to anybody who's done this before. Uh, things like plurals and the word placement and all that. Whereas yeah. once you've thought about it, I mean, there are systems, and I'm sure the system that you'll use takes care of most of that. I'm not even talking about left, or right to left or stuff like that. I'm just talking about French and German are so mm-hmm. much different than English already. But anyway, that, that'd be great because that would... Um, like I say, I've been through trying to make this look right for, for French, for example, and you hit a lot of the things, and then every once in a while there's this glaring English thing that comes up. So, Right, and you know, for that? And some copy, some copy is in the, control, the PHP controllers, and some copy is in the Smarty templates, and, that, and, and it, when we implement this the right way, all of the copies should be abstracted out to these, these language-specific uh, uh, files, configuration files that anybody can edit. So, so you, you don't come into a situation where you've translated the whole thing, and then you've got an error message that pops up in English, you know, on a mostly right. French screen. Let's make sure we do software. Uh, let's make sure we do software auto updates before uh, before localization. Otherwise, we're going to get uh, upgrading requests in uh, in French, Spanish, German, Chinese on the discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's true. That. <laughs> Anybody else commenting on? Uh, actually, Gina typed in the uh, URL for the uh, for the pages. Anyone else have any comments on the graphics and the way that's going? Or questions? It is it is oh. really difficult to review these things when you know when, in smaller screenshots when we don't see it implemented. But um, yeah, we're we're always open to feedback, and if, if folks wanted to post to the list or or email us individually, uh, we'll take it that way as well. And it may be that it's just much easier to do that on the list, for that matter. Everybody should be following that list, by the way. Um, so and the short short URL for that is bitly slash thinkuplist. I hope. Is it ThinkUplist or ThinkUpAppList? ThinkUpList. Okay, ThinkUpList. Try to remember that for next time. I was a little uh, surprised to hear that there's a celebrity ThinkUp user. Who is this new? <laughs> you know, well, you know, we've got we've actually got a couple of celebrity uh, think abusers that we already knew about. I mean, we have we have the we have it set up for the White House, and then we have it set up for uh, comedian Steve Martin, who's right. been using it, uh, which is really exciting because Steve Martin is is a hilarious tweeter and has a huge following. Right. But just uh, just last week, uh, Felicia Day, who is the starred in um, oh. Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Doctor Horrible's Sing Along Blog and and a bunch of other things, the Gilts. And the guild, yeah, which is which is which is so great. And she just debuted, premiered her Dragon Age uh, web series yesterday. Um, and she's big time on Google Plus now too, by the way. Yeah, she's huge. Yeah, she's huge on Google Plus. Well, this is what's what's awesome about Felicia is that she is extremely savvy when it comes to social media. She has a huge audience, mm-hmm. and she just she she interacts with her audience it, it just 
a lot in a, in a really smart and savvy way. And in fact, I think yesterday she was, um, she, you know, she premiered the new Dragon Age series and she, she, she set up a Google Hangouts kind of tour, virtual tour, where she had her fans yeah. post links to their Hangouts in her comments and she just went around Google Plus and popped into video chat with fans and take screenshot, you know, kind of pictures together, which I thought was just so, so smart. Anyway, Felicia posted, um, I, had, I had the opportunity to meet Felicia a few years ago and I interviewed her for mm-hmm. Lifehacker and I was a... I was an extra in her in the guild, um, and oh, really? uh, yeah, yeah. I'll have to go uh, back and figure out what episode that was. <laughs> yeah, it was it was like episode it was like episode one of season two. It was like it was a shot at, at a at a GameStop. Anyway, <laughs> long story. <laughs> I actually don't even think that you can see me on screen. Like I, I my name is in the credits, but you can't. I don't even. I'm not sure that I I, I made on screen at all. But she uh, she tweeted a couple of weeks ago that she wanted to that she realized that she was losing tweets after 3,200 tweets and she didn't want her tweets to go away and and how could she back up her tweets and I was really thrilled to see I was on the road at the moment but I was thrilled to see that a bunch of people said hey you should try ThinkUp so I got her set up with a ThinkUp installation on uh, the Expert Lab server just because I thought she would be a really good example of someone with a huge following with great data so I just I just posted a link uh, sorry I didn't make a Bitly link but I posted a link to her ThinkUp. Uh, in the IRC channel, she agreed to make her data public as well, and it was really informative. Actually, looking at her data, she, like I said, she she interacts with her audience a lot. So, so over 65% of her posts, of her tweets, are replies directly to fans, and most of her fans have you know only a few hundred followers, which which is really interesting, and only less than 20% of her tweets are actual links. And she'll and it's funny when she's promoting something, she'll say she'll actually apologize. She'll say, "I'm sorry, you have to listen to me promote this. You know, I'm sure you're sick of me, sick of me, but here's a link to my new thing." And then she'll kind of go into uh, heads down work mode for a while, and then she'll come out with new stuff. I think that's why our fans love her because she's aware of, um, of you know the way that people use these networks. But she she's actually the reason why our recent activity chart doesn't include replies anymore because she gets huge numbers of replies, hundreds of replies to, to tweets that that are you know links or just statements. But she replies individually so much that that chart was kind of empty. So in that recent activity chart, we don't include at replies now, basically because of because of Felicia. So um, so yeah, so I'm I'm pretty I'm really excited to see to see her data and and um, to see kind of some watch some of her usage. I'm going to try to get her to set up a Google Plus as well. Excellent. Yeah, I just saw her talking about the Hangouts. I think it was today or yesterday. So that's obviously growing very very quickly. A lot of people following her. Um, I'd, I'd like to ask a question about how you're following, because you've got yeah, Steve Martin, Felicia, and a few other people. Um, what kind of statistics are you getting? You must be watching the very large installations fairly closely, like those that we just mentioned. Yeah, I, so the, the Expert Labs installations at this point are enormous. Um, the, the White House installation, we have two, we have ThinkUp01 and ThinkUp02. ThinkUp01 is our, our government agency installation. It's uh, White House and... Um, a few other government agencies, and then I think up O2 is our kind of celebrity installation. It's Felicia, Leo Laporte, um, Steve Martin, and really these are kind of our leading edge, huge data installations. And so when when these these upgrades will take sometimes, you know, I try to keep it under five five to ten minutes, but they can take hours um, because the data is so big. So this is kind of these right. installations are kind of my test of like how you know what what, what is a really big data installation. I, I use these installations to kind of really push the limits of what what think up what kind of you know what volume of data think up can store what and what you know upgrades go you know how upgrades go we had to upgrade our server 
to um, accommodate the load and just to render the dashboard, for example, you know, even just the, the dashboard queries uh, were slow. Thanks, Andy. Yeah, it was we getting, get it was getting uh, so painfully slow, in fact, that we we quadrupled uh, the amount of RAM and uh, and we doubled the uh, we added an additional two CPUs to that uh, to that box, which seems to have uh, have made things speedy again. But yeah, it's that's a monster of an installation. It's huge. Yeah, I figure that it's good for us to have the kind of biggest installation. My goal is to always have the biggest installation <laughs> of ThinkUp that exists because I want to be able to see, you know, how how the software uh, reacts to to that kind of that kind of big data. And and actually, managing these installations has been really uh, very educational for me. We've made a lot of code changes to accommodate uh, some some of the slowness, and I really want to create some load some genuine load tests. Uh, create big data sets and then make automated tests that in, in, in import those data sets and then run load tests so that we can automate these things a little more. Right now, it's just kind of like, let's deploy the code to the AAAS server and see, you know, see how it goes, <laughs> <laughs> which, is, which isn't, isn't the most methodical approach. I think what a, a good example – sorry. No, go ahead. no, I was just going to say one sentence. So what you're saying, Gina, is that when – when the sign bit overflows, you want to be you want that to be on your server. <laughs> exactly, that's exactly right. I'm sorry, Andy. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say a great example of of how that works is uh, for stress testing is uh, the Facebook changes uh, that were that were made recently. Those um, probably would work well for almost anybody using uh, using ThinkUp, but when we uh, uh, moved it when Gina updated uh, the AAAS server with the with the new Facebook changes, and it started started the crawl on the White House's Facebook account, which is insanely active. Like their Twitter their Twitter account very active. Their Facebook account is ridiculous. Every everything that they post gets thousands and thousands of comments. It's it's insane, and so that uh, crawls were just never finishing. It was just taking forever, right, Gina? Yeah, that was that was a real moment of uh, of reckoning when I ran the Facebook crawl on the, on the White House page for the first time. Yeah, it really revealed a lot of inefficiencies in our crawl process and paging through. You know, that Facebook serves up comments I think 25 at a time, so you have to page the next one. I think our first Facebook page crawl for the White House, like literally, I had to I had to stop. I had to manually kill the process after seven hours because it hadn't it hadn't completed. So that's another thing that came out in Beta 16 was a lot of uh, of, of optimizations and efficiency built into the Facebook crawler. And actually, I had to build in kind of a kill switch in, in, into the Facebook crawler in the advanced settings of the Facebook crawler. If you're crawling a page that, that's huge and the crawl net is, is taking hours, you can actually say, after 30 minutes or after 20 minutes, stop. Uh, so it'll only get kind of the, the more recent, recent posts and comments. Um, but yeah, now that Facebook pages, that anybody can crawl a Facebook page, really, any, all you have to do is like a very busy Facebook page and start crawling it, and anybody can really can get, can get big data. You don't have to have millions of followers yourself. So that's another big change in, in Beta 16, that's, uh, that the Facebook crawler is much, much better, more effective. Do you do you folks know if the White House or whoever's in charge over there? And I don't mean I don't mean who's in charge of the White House, but who's in charge of social media? Are they actually uh, looking at? Are they getting as much out of ThinkUp as you are? I mean, obviously you're getting a huge amount because you've got the you know the big test base that they have. Uh, are they actually exploiting this by looking at it? I mean, do they use it? Do you know much about what they're doing with it? It's a great question. Uh, the new media team. At the White House is is brilliant, and they are, are the ones really that are uh, that are looking at this, and they are they are uh, they are aware of ThinkUp, and I don't know how often uh, uh, they're using it, but that actually uh, 
ties into into my new project. Maybe is this a good time to talk about it? I'm sure it is. <laughs> okay. So part of Expert Lab's mission is is getting government listening better, right? And and a big part of our approach has been trying to to go after these uh, these federal agencies directly. But uh, and we've had some success with that. Obviously, White House is using it. FCC is using it also, which is uh, these are these are nice, but uh, but it's 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 a slog. Like you have to you have to convince them kind of one at a time. And so uh, what I'm trying to do now is kind of a different approach. Which is to collect material on their on their behalf and give them uh, like expose some of the insights that are coming out of uh, out of the networks that they're already using, and and the way that we're doing that is um, so basically a while back I uh, I ran a Mechanical Turk job uh, to collect all of the official Twitter accounts for as many federal agencies as I can find. And so uh, I ended up with a database of 125 official Twitter accounts for every bit of the U.S. government from NASA to the U.S. Postal Service and uh, and repeated that task three times to make sure it was validated. And this is a great data, just this, this list of Twitter accounts. We then, I then fed it into a brand new ThinkUp installation that's now crawling all 125 of those uh, of those Twitter accounts from the federal government, and that's not counting the White House. Uh, and so at this point, we've collected over 162,000 uh, uh, tweets from uh, from those accounts. That's about 3,000 a week. We've got two million mentions or so uh, of all of those uh, Twitter accounts. And so the goal of all of this with that with that database uh, is to generate basically a weekly report that shows them how they're doing relative to, to other agencies uh, in the in the federal government. So looking at, for example, the number of questions that every agency asked to the public that week and where they rank, showing the growth and decline of those inquiries over time, uh, looking at the number of answers that they're getting from all of their followers, uh, and looking at it as, as a ratio of... Um, of answers to the number of followers to kind of normalize for extremely popular accounts. It's not fair to pit the USPS against against the White House. So you try to try to you know standardize that a bit, um, and and also kind of just looking what was the the top question asked by all of these agencies this week, you know what had the most number of replies, what had the most number of replies as a percentage of followers. So generating this weekly report and then sending it sending it out to uh, to all of these agencies and then letting them know that they could get even deeper uh, and with more data about about follower activity and 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 about engagement by by authoring directly with uh, with ThinkUp, which we we'd be willing to host as as expert labs. It's very you know, core to our mission. So that's what I'm working on right now, and uh, it's uh, it's been interesting because I'm using a I'm using a deprecated feature of of ThinkUp, which which lets you uh, crawl an account that you're not auth uh, for. Obviously, I can't. I don't. Ha- I don't have their their. Uh, it would be very difficult for me to convince every every one of these 125 agencies find the right people, you know, to that are in charge of the Twitter account and ask them to go on to think up and then and then you know do OAuth and so on. So instead, I'm just uh, uh, crawling public information. So it's a little bit more limited. Uh, we don't get replies, for example. We don't get reply IDs out of the search API, which is a big problem. But um, but. I, should be able to get uh, all of those things that I mentioned and bundle it all into a weekly report, and, and hopefully uh, get uh, get all of these 
all these groups uh, listening, using, eventually using these uh, tools better, using them the way that we uh, think they can be used, which is uh, as two-way communication instead of just one-way broadcast. That's fantastic. That's really, really interesting. I'm sure the data is fascinating. And hopefully you'll have a few bites from, from some of these agencies that are not clueless uh, and are actually trying to do something. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty hopeful about it. It's uh, it's funny. It's sort of like the gamification of social media and government, <laughs> government mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. you end up you end up with uh, uh, you end up with a little bit of uh, of a competitive edge there, right? It, it's uh, it's kind of like a leaderboard ranking. Um, we have to be very careful about you know you don't want to you don't want to make people feel bad <laughs> because you know right. anybody that's using that's using Twitter is trying to do the the right thing, and so. If if it ends up looking, you know, like oh, you know, you're you're 123, <laughs> 123rd out of 125 this uh, this month, we probably won't, you know, surface the uh, surface that if it's gonna if, if it's going to to really discourage them. So got to think about that. But just like you would in any uh, uh, set of game mechanics, you have to you have to think about how it impacts the the people that are using it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the, the the feel bad factor is a little bit of a problem with ThinkUp in general. I've, I've heard a lot of people say, you know, hey, I, I set up ThinkUp and and like it's it's really cool, but really depressing to see how not popular I am. <laughs> um, which I, I'm not sure what the what the solution there is. Uh, I you know I, I I never want to say, hey, like this tool probably isn't for you unless you have over you know a thousand followers. But but a lot of people just want to install it for the archiving capability. You know, they just don't want to lose their tweets. But because I think the ThinkUp dashboard kind of uh, kind of emphasizes engagement and followership, you know, that we have the follower count chart and the and the recent activity chart. That it can, it can get a little depressing for folks who, who don't have a lot of activity and who just want to have a log of their tweets. So um, right. something we might, we might think about is having kind of different views. Like, what are you interested in? Uh, you know, what angle are you interested in? I think Amy brought that up in the discussion about the redesign as well. It's like, why am I using ThinkUp? Like, here's the dashboard for me, and have a couple of choices there. You know, yeah, one thing that the one thing that might be interesting, uh, we do a lot of research on the live search. I, I don't even know what it's called now. It's not the fire hose, but the next best thing. Uh, for I'll just give you the example. It's grape types. So uh, we, we're looking and keeping a database daily on how many tweets mentioned Chardonnay, how many mentioned Merlot, and so on. Um, and if there was a way to include that, so you've got your think up account, you've got your Twitter account, and it's, let's say you're a small business, 700 followers, right? So you're archiving, which is a big reason to use ThinkUp right there, uh, assuming you're in it for the long term. Uh, and then if there was a way to somehow mix in a systematic search, whenever ThinkUp runs, it can uh, look for keywords or something. That might be one thing that would bring value to these smaller accounts. Yes, I, I completely agree, and that, that's been on our to-do list forever. It's one of those things that it's just like, oh, we should, you know, we should set up keyword search. It's something that I've I've been a little resistant to because I'm worried for for kind of the Facebook page uh, reason is that it's like, oh, this just seems like a really good way to blow up people's databases really fast. Uh, but that's not a good reason not to not to build a feature. I think that people that would be really useful to a lot of people. And, and Andy and I, Andy's actually been championing this with me for for a long time. And I think keyword search is is really is a big one. I think that that's a really good point, Randy. Well, well, it would it would um, it would fluff up, if you will, people's accounts when they only have a few tweets a day or whatever, uh, because that that archiving thing is huge. It's very important if you care what you're. Uh, the average person, okay, if if you've got the average person, they've got 350 people following them, and they're they're not a business or they don't have a real 
uh, reason to be engaged. It's just their lives and fun. That's all well and good, but I mean, they probably do not need to think of it. It's nice that they tried it and wanted to see what it does, but the, when you need it is when you're act when you actually have a purpose in it uh, or you're studying something. You don't have to be a business, but you need to have a reason that you're there engaging. And in that case, you'll want that record, which ThinkUp gives you. And uh, the keyword thing would just be a nice compliment. And I don't know how you'd need, you'd need to limit that so that it doesn't go nuts, of course, either. You'd totally blow up the database. Right. So I don't, I don't think Mule talked about this in the in the uh, post about the the new design, but they did spend a lot of time working on on Save Search design mm-hmm. because uh, in the process of their uh, their user interviews, they found that this is something that people a lot of people care about that they talked about that they talked to. You know, since you're looking at your ThinkUp reports, you're looking at you're analyzing, you're reading, you're going, what's going on here? That would be the logical. You know, click on something and you've got your page of things. Here's what I'm following. I, I could just see that. I, I can't explain it very well, but I, I could see it being very useful to people, especially, again, these smaller accounts. Definitely. And, and this project that Andy's been working on, which is incredible, which uh, it's incredible just to see a ThinkUp installation with 125 <laughs> Twitter accounts added to it. Uh, a lot oh, of those yeah. accounts don't, don't have a lot of followers, and a lot of those accounts are going to want to uh, up the ante and start monitoring search terms and, and engaging that way. You know, uh, maybe we don't have the followers, but hey, I can I can reply to someone who had a question about something my agency deals with. So exactly. I think working with those, with those, creating these reports that Andy's working on and working with those agencies and, and figuring out the things that get their attention and make them want to often think up and, and ask, you know, the questions that they ask, I think it is really going to help us build out think up into something that's useful for, for, for everyone. And, and, and the whole community is going to be able to benefit from that, from that research and that, and, and, and that, that, that feedback. So I'm really, I'm really excited about that, uh, about that project. And speaking of feedback, anybody like to express anything? We've got quite a few callers on today, thanks to your probably to your to your nice uh, bump on uh, G plus, Gina, and among other things, and Andy as well. A um, bunch of people are dialed in, but they don't necessarily have anything to say. I'm talking, waiting for them to unmute themselves. But please go ahead. And if not, <laughs> you need a cricket okay. sound effect. That would be awesome. Yeah, really. I and I forget that. I I promise it every month for the next month, and I don't have it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> did we cover the, we kind of talked a little bit about the usage stats. You said that we talked about it in passing. Um, yeah, I can, I can talk about that a little bit, a little bit more. That, yeah. So one of the things that has been kind of hard for the, the dev team is that whenever we have a new release, typically when things go well, uh, you know, one or two people will post a list and say, hey, my upgrade went great. But you, you hear from the folks who have trouble, which, you know, which makes sense. But we, Expert Labs didn't really have a good sense of, you know, how many people are using ThinkUp? Uh, how many service users are they, are they authing? What kind of service users are, are, are they authing? You know, what versions are, are out there? So a few weeks ago, about a month ago, I started building an internal Expert Labs tool which aggregates statistics from ThinkUp installations around the web. And, and the way that we get those installations is if you, if you have a, a ThinkUp installation that is greater than beta 12, there's a little notification in the status bar, the upper right-hand corner that says if there's a new version available, it'll say, hey, you know, new version 16 is now available. That's a callback. That, that's, that's a... That's a referral that comes back to the ThinkUp server and says checks to see whether or not there's a new version. So we get we get a little referral line in our in our Apache logs, letting us know that there's a there's an installation out there. So we started using that refer to to aggregate stats about how many installations are out there, what versions they're running, um, and whatever information we could kind of glean from the 
from the URL. So, so we started running this. We've only been collecting this data for the past two weeks, so it's very little data so far. But, but so far we know that there are over uh, 550 ThinkUp installations that have been actively used in the past two weeks. Um, 550 isn't isn't huge, but it's a it's a solid number. It's a number that I'm I'm happy about. And my, my goal is like I'd love to see over a thousand in uh, in 30 active users in 30 days. And this is kind of a, a small a, a, a deflated number because this is only when an administrator logs into a ThinkUp installation, which is greater than beta 12. So uh, so it's a smaller number. But I'm really I'm really happy with that. In the last two weeks, 552 ThinkUp installations have been actively used, and we know that over 40 percent or almost 40 percent of those are beta 16. So beta 16 has been out for two days, 48 hours, and uh, over 200 people have have upgraded or installed it. Which I, I'm really pleased about. That that was a higher uptake rate than I than I expected. Um, unsurprisingly, uh, Twitter is the most used service on ThinkUp, about 55%. But we also have about 35% um, are using Facebook, and right now about 11% are using Google Plus. Uh, so we have a lot of installations that have multiple service users set up too, which is a nice big change o over time. You know, in the beginning, most people would just set up Twitter and, and not and not use Facebook, uh, and we didn't have Google Plus back then, which is which is which is exciting. So so I'm really happy that, that we have some of this feedback, and and it, and when when you know we hear from folks who are having trouble with with beta 16, certainly we want to help them out. But it's great to kind of see, hey, you know, people are are upgrading and and it's working, and and this is kind of how they're using ThinkUp because it helps us kind of. I hate the term data-driven design, but I like the term data-informed design. Uh, we kind of have a better idea of how people are using this thing, and then so that we can design the app in the future to to better suit those needs. So that, that's that's something that we've been kind of excited about inside inside Expert Labs, and we're hoping to use this information to uh, to make the app better in the future. Would there be any way to um, for people to volunteer any kind of monitoring information? I mean, I myself run probably seven or eight different uh, think of installs on on uh, at least uh, two operating systems maybe three and uh, of varying strengths uh, one of the dedicated servers most of the uh, commercial accounts are about 5000 followers mm -hmm. uh, i don't know if that means anything if there's statistics that could be i mean we would be okay with that i'm sure i could get the customers uh, okay on it and um if there was a way for you, in other words, to get some other further re return data, uh, that would be volunteering out loud to do it. If anybody else wants to, that would be that's actually that's a really great idea and actually something I hadn't considered. You know, if there was a kind of a box to tick in the admin s session, you know, admin tab that said, "Hey, help you know help Expert Labs improve ThinkUp and you know send usage, you know aggregated usage usage stats back, and then we can collect because we do you know it's." We're limited in what we can get right now. And like I said, you have to be an administrator. You have to have logged in and switched to a service user in, in order for us to get these numbers. So, so this number right now is pretty is pretty limited. But, um, but yeah, that's something I will definitely consider giving users the ability to opt into sending back some more information about how they're using the app. I mean, one of the things that might be interesting would be crawl times on various systems, and you'd you'd have a you would know what operating systems you're running under, and so on. That, oh that, yeah, that'd be really interesting. interesting. Pretty yeah. geeky stuff, but I'm I'm up for it. Yeah, that sounds. <laughs> uh, I'm imagining the charts. Imagine the charts. <laughs> <laughs> the charts, yeah. Anyway, uh, somebody was mentioning in IRC that uh, not having questions is a good thing, not necessarily bad. So it's true that if people don't have questions, it's no big deal. It means that everything's great, good. best of all possible worlds. Which I think we've kind of covered uh, the list that I've got here. 
anything further that uh, we should be talking about? I think we're good. We covered a lot of ground. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for participating. Everybody who called in and everybody who does contribute to the project, you're very numerous. With us today, of course, Gina and Andy, thank you both for taking the time, very valuable time, to talk to us and to make this thing actually work. Thank you. Thanks so much for hosting. Great, great show. We covered lots of ground, and it's, it's, always, good to, it's always good to hear voices of humans. Yep, especially yours, Gina, and yours, Andy. Guys, take care. We'll, we will talk to you in about a month. We do it once a month, and today was the day. Think Up Talk. Everything you'll ever want to know about ThinkUp is available at thinkupapp.com. You can often find live help on the IRC channel ThinkUp on freenode.net. See you next month. <laughs>